0: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential
1: illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show. My name's Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And it's not actually evening, is it, Simon? It's not. It's very unusual to be talking to you during the daylight. (laughs) I mean, it'll be evening by the time this goes out on Resonance on Monday night, but we are pre-recording it, as we have been for the last uh, six months, but we're pre-recording this time on a Saturday afternoon. Why is that, Steve? Well, tomorrow's a big day, isn't it? It is a big day. day (laughs) It's the 13th of February today. It's the 14th tomorrow, which means two things, Simon. What does it mean? It means, when uh, when we should be recording this,
0: I'll be lying down with my wife. I won't. It's because we've been married (laughs) for quite some time. (laughs) We'll be having a lovely evening of love.
1: Uh, And so will I, because... (laughs) I'll be celebrating my birthday tomorrow. Um, perhaps alone. Who knows? But, how uh, old are you, you going to be, Steve? Uh, I'm going to be 44. 44? That's, 44. Is
0: it? For, that, that's what my wife guessed. Um, talking of my wife, uh, as I like to do, she was organizing something this week with her friends on the internet where they were going to watch the Ariana Grande uh, film together. And um, in order to synchronize the viewing, Uh, she led the countdown, okay, much in the same way that we do uh, Mm -hmm. when we start uh, recording our voices separately so we can merge them later. And I just wanted to check in with you. Um, The way that we do it, does that feel normal to you or not?
1: Three, two, one, go. Go. So you you
0: start recording on the go?
1: Of course you do. That feels perfectly normal.
0: Well, I was horrified. This week to discover that my wife's natural instinct was to three, two, go. And like, <laughs> three, think, sorry, sorry. To be, clear, she, to be clear, she didn't say go, but effectively she was. Uh,
1: she wanted everybody to start on one. Makes no sense. Doesn't make any sense, does it? Because if you think about this as a clock, right? A clock is winding down to zero. Three, two, one, zero. Zero, zero is yeah. the go. It's the bee of the bang, Simon.
0: Don't don't worry, Steve. I stepped in. I stepped in and corrected it. And, you know, I have to say that they enjoyed a highly synchronised viewing of the Ariana Grande movie. And I would hope that those mistakes won't be
1: made again. Fantastic. Well done, you. I bet that was a good look, wasn't it? <laughs>
0: Hold but on, it was I've good, got was, this. It was a good look, wasn't it? Because... Um, uh, Kate uh, she, said, Don't, she said hang on everybody a man is telling us how to count
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was just trying to help I was just trying to help you were right wow it's, you were right in this instance you were right <laughs> you've got to take those those opportunities you know you're right few enough times as it is have you had yes. a good week it's been alright it's been alright um, it has been another week in lockdown it's been nice to nice to watch the cases in the uk drop and feel like we're getting closer to an announcement which theoretically happens i think the day after my birthday doesn't it then they're, they're meant to be Does announcing it. i think they're going to be they're going to be talking about um they're going to be talking about loosening restrictions maybe in the in the week after my birthday um which i like to think is is a deliberately laid marker to make sure i have to spend one <laughs> one birthday in lockdown because i got away with it last year did you uh, yeah, well it's one of the last things, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. One of the last events pre-lockdown what? famously.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh when we look back in history, that will be that be the <laughs> moment that the last time everybody was happy was your birthday. They didn't wasn't
1: know, they? did they? They didn't know. They didn't look at their that. faces.
0: They should have stayed out. They should have gone out.
1: <laughs> Could still be there. Um right, I suppose uh, we are a video game radio show, we should get on with the video game part of the show we will have reviews coming up later we've got a letter certainly (laughs) um we'll chat about some other stuff as well um but first we're going to start with the news i've got to be honest simon I haven't even opened the news pages yet have you done that it is early on a saturday steve but
0: don't worry i've got your back
1: right off you go then
0: so uh the big news story of the week was uh, uh all about cd project uh cd project red uh stolen cyberpunk and witcher data reportedly sold after 7 million dollar auction writes tom ivan on videogameschronicle.com data allegedly includes source code files for the red engine and multiple games Uh, The data was originally put up for auction on the dark web with a starting price of 1 million and a buy now price of 7 million. But the seller pulled the lot with the condition of no further distribution or selling after receiving an outside offer which was deemed to be satisfactory, cyber intelligence firm Keller reported. The ransomware attack on CD Projekt Red was allegedly carried out by a group called Hello Kitty, which is said to have posted the source code of CD Projekt Red's Gwent card game prior to the auction. CD Projekt Red first revealed on Monday that it had fallen victim to a targeted cyber attack. In a statement, the developer said that some of its internal systems had been compromised and certain data stolen. Uh, so, what are they going to do with this source code, Steve? <laughs> are they going to put like Cyberpunk 2078 out?
1: I don't know. So I uh, I looked into this a little bit when it happened. Ended up on one of the Cedia seedier- uh, forums on the internet where the auction was taking place. Um, which surprised me that I could just look at something like you were, that. You were on the dark web, were you? It wasn't the dark web. It was the light web, I think. <laughs> it was. Okay. I mean, maybe this was some kind of mirror or something, uh, or just a report on what was going on, but uh, I certainly saw a post which said, listen, here's uh, here's what we're doing, here's how how it's going to happen. Here's how it's being authenticated. Um, and uh, yeah, and here's the Gwent source code. Half the replies were like, Gwent's rubbish. What do we want with that? <laughs> and you really, like, obviously these uh, these people have done a bad thing, um, but I really did feel for them in that moment. <laughs> like, can you imagine the parrot That's not the point. We're just, <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to put the, one you want there, for you all to download and check we've done this. We'll put Gwent there. Were um, you tempted?
0: Were you tempted? Chuck a bid what, in? to uh,
1: put in a cheeky bid with a all my cheeky. Bitcoin? <laughs> uh, I was not tempted because, uh, for one, I don't have... Um, I think the starting bid was a million dollars, or as they described it in the posting, 1KK. Oh, Okay which what? uh or or no K seems seems unnecessarily uh complicated just 1m we'd all have understood it um yeah so that's one reason I don't have 1kK and the other reason is like you Simon I have no idea what um what I would do with it or really what anyone would do with this uh because they can't they can't just put out their own version can they Cyberpunk I wouldn't have thought so, and I would. I, and then equally, if they were going to,
0: I mean, you would have to significantly do like, like almost entirely rewrite a game in order to not get caught. Surely, I don't know. I don't mm. know.
1: I saw someone, uh, someone uh, replying to something like this, which was saying, "Yeah, I mean, no professional developer is going to." Someone had argued, "Oh, yeah, but you could look and see how people had done things and look at their engine code and learn for your engine code." And someone's like, "No, no." Um, coder in the games industry is going to even look at this if it was to leak tomorrow uh, completely free of charge, no one's going to look at it because the implication that you had ripped off some of their code um, just by having seen it and and taken some of those ideas on board isn't worth it, you would be sued uh, into oblivion if, if CD Projekt Red even thought that you had done that so yeah, no idea um i i suppose this uh the the it isn't just the source code is it one of the other things that's attached to this leak is all of cd project red's financial documents all of their investor relations stuff and maybe there's uh, useful information there for all kinds of reasons that again i couldn't possibly understand um so yeah maybe that's it maybe they just really want the ray traced version of the witcher three or <laughs> or whatever that was
0: well uh there's no i can i can you know i can honestly say i'll have nothing to do with it because this week i decided that i was going to learn unity and i've struggled to even get the thing up and running properly <laughs> <laughs> from an online video tutorial so really
1: what inspired that simon what uh what made you
0: oh um you humble's doing thing? a a game dev.tv bundle um course at the moment and i thought oh, you know I, I i i learnt in inverted commas game maker uh, mm-hmm. i should have a crack at unity and um uh, it seems quite comprehensive and i have to say i've been really impressed with their uh with their service um mm-hmm. you could uh you can migrate your courses across to udemy which means that um Uh, You can download them to look on tablets. Not as if I'm ever going to be commuting ever again, is it? Because my commute (laughs) at the moment is from the back of my house to the shed. Uh, But the idea there was that, you know, at some point in the future, I might be able to have access to them. The problem I'm finding, though, is that they're using a version of Unity that is like last year or the year before. It's not the Mm. most current one that you download. And it's clear that a few bits and bobs have changed. And so even with the number wizard... um, T- uh, t- t- programming tutorial. I'm I'm f- stumbling at the early, uh, you know, at the early stages. So wind stages. back,
1: so, work on the old version.
0: Yeah, that is what I'm going to do. But but mm. then but then I thought, well, you know, when I become the next Dan Marshall, will <laughs> I then struggle to use the new Unity if I'm not used to it? Do, do, do you know
1: what I mean? No, because you'll make those minor update leaps and you'll understand the bits that have broken, the bits and that have changed. Um, I've been through that a few times. My recommendation to you, Simon, is to do the rollerball tutorial. I'm Um, I'm
0: working my way up to that, yes.
1: Yeah, that's the one that made me understand how Unity works. And every time I go back to Unity, I do the rollerball tutorial again. I must have done it about five or six or seven times. You must be getting
0: good at it, Steve. You might be able to publish it at some point.
1: I'm absolutely absolutely (laughs) not. The reason I have to keep doing it is because... I think one of the things about getting old and getting even older tomorrow uh, is that you just forget everything. Forget it. Like, yeah. over and over again. I can remember everything that happened when I was 12. Uh, nothing that happened past 40.
0: Um, in a plot twist, sorry, going back to the news, uh, there's speculation that CD Projekt bought their so- their, their source
1: code back. Mm, I did wonder that would be my, the only, the only uh, thing that I can imagine. Having made a big show of... Them uh, Because they, they issued one of their responses, didn't they? Those things they like to do where they put a, a JPEG on the internet and it says, all right, lads, there's been a problem. And usually that goes on to say, yeah, our game is delayed. But this time it said, yeah, everything's been hacked. But don't worry, we're not giving in because we know the worst thing you can do in these situations is um, is say, yeah, we'll give you the money. Because they've still got all the power, and what's to stop them betraying you? And that just enables them the next time. So they they said this, and everyone was like, yep, that's exactly the right thing to do. Sorry this happened to you, but you're doing the right thing. Um, but there's nothing to stop them on the downloads so To just say, yeah, it's seven million quid. Don't tell anyone. Seven million dollars, sorry. Fix your
0: bugs. That's what you should. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, new story two. Next up. Uh, Also from Video Games Chronicle, UK retailer Box will be selling new Xbox Series X stock via ballot on Friday. Customers can register for a chance to purchase Microsoft's console, published by Tom Ivan again. Um, It's unclear how many Xbox Series X consoles are available in Box's latest allocation. But to be in with the chance of being selected, customers need to register their details here, which doesn't work on radio, uh, which also includes signing up to the retailer's newsletter list. To be clear, entrants aren't guaranteed the chance to buy an Xbox Series X. Instead, stock will be allocated to random entrants who will be contacted to make payment if chosen. Interesting way of going about it, I guess. I mean, seems... Uh, in some way fairer uh, in that everybody has an equal chance. You don't need to be on the internet right at that moment. um, And I'm guessing that um, an army of bots will uh, have more difficulty signing up to a newsletter than a real person. (laughs) But equally, what a way to get new newsletter
1: subscribers, eh? Mm. Mm. So supply problems are still a very real thing for Microsoft. We talked about Sony's Uh, problems last week, didn't we? Um, Still hard to get hold of an Xbox, is it?
0: Both of them, yeah. And um, I saw uh, when I was doing some research for the news earlier that um, whilst uh, everybody seems quite happy with the hardware numbers since November, um, there is uh, some uh, speculation that everybody's a bit disappointed, really, because if they'd been able to make more, they would have sold more. And so they've actually hampered themselves, or sorry, have been hampered, um, and could have sold an awful lot more, which, you know, is uh, an, an issue for uh, Microsoft and Sony. Uh, but equally, those that are publishing games for those formats in that, you know, what people want is the largest possible audience. Mm. Um, and it's being constrained at the moment, They're having to go through ballots in order to stand a chance of jumping on the next-gen
1: train. You going to enter?
0: No, I only read this news story t- uh, this, uh, this morning. <laughs> And it happened yesterday, so sadly not. But I will keep an eye out.
1: All right, um, I've got a few here on VG Twenty Four Seven. I've just noticed that Rico is getting a sequel. A uh, friend of the show, James Parker, of course, he announced Rico on One Life Left, didn't he? I mean, he did. We no, sort oh, of did. We were a no, radio exclusive, at least. I didn't
0: know that, that Rico is getting a sequel either. That's interesting.
1: Mm, coming out in June, it's it, Rico's fast paced arcade action comes to london um he hasn't even finished his last game yet has it it's not out. <laughs> it's out uh it's out in a week or so
0: isn't it? It comes out uh onto steam I think uh soon anyway a lot of people raving about it
1: looking forward to playing fights in tight spaces. The Pokemon world championship for twenty twenty one has been axed due to coronavirus. Uh, that's according to Alex Calvin on VG24Seven. The event has been bumped until next year. In a post on its website, the firm wrote that the upcoming event for the Pokemon trading card game video game and its Pokem tournament DX World Championships would be moved till 2022. So, coronavirus claims another event uh, victim. Simon, when do you think events are going to start running again?
0: Not anytime soon. Mm. Um, you know, there's speculation, I think, or whether I can't recall whether it was officially confirmed, but um, E3 is going digital this year, so that's June. Um, so, yeah, we aren't going to see anything before then. I think it's going to take a while for uh, the events industry to have confidence to sort of book, start booking space and start booking... You know stands and bills and case, you know all of that sort of stuff that you need to
1: run a show. Right. Um, I can't I mean, see. I I've can't read. See any... I'm reading here that GDC 2021 uh, is meant to take place July 19th to 23rd, and that's an event that we're usually at and One Life Left broadcast from. Um, if it, it, it's billing itself as a hybrid event, but I imagine as we get closer to that event, the uh, the hybrid nature is probably shifting. Uh, weighted more one side to the other i mean america's doing pretty well with the vaccine rollout um so are we but the rest of the world is is struggling and even after the vaccines um are more prevalent there's no guarantee events are just going to start straight away are they i hope so though because i need some new
0: jeans i've not bought (laughs) Normally, i stock up on jeans in san francisco yeah I've I've only had one pair of new jeans I mean you know ad, admittedly I've not really worn clothes properly for a year or so I mean I have but same clothes yeah you but know, I mean ironing and all that sort of stuff yeah. but um yeah I normally uh buy jeans at uh, the Levi's store in uh, in San Francisco and I haven't had the didn't go last year won't be going this year it'd be too hot to be buying jeans in uh, in the July. summer though will not
1: it yeah mm. so I don't know we've just had uh we had a mariachi event booked for, um, I think it was for around September of last year, uh, and that was that was cancelled, of course, and that was bumped to uh May of this year, and that's just been bumped again yesterday to September of uh this year as well, so it's kind of a rolling wow. thing at this point. I really, I, I like you, I, <laughs> I, I really want to get back to traveling as soon as uh, I can, not um. Because of the jeans thing, I'm quite comfortable <laughs> with uh, with um, with wearing the same jeans I've been wearing for 15 years. With <laughs> uh, I'm quite comfortable with with shopping in the UK for my jeans. But um, yeah, I just want to I, I just want to go somewhere. want to touch very, people? Yeah, I just want to be somewhere. So yes, yeah, sorry about Pokken and Pokemon tournament, but um, what's good the luck um... for 2022?
0: What's the Marioki uh, cancellation policy like at the moment? Uh,
1: the Marioki cons- cancellation policy is. Can you can, can you book with confidence? <laughs> yeah, look, <Can> you- <laughs> we'll we'll do an event whenever you want. Just just call <laughs> us. We'll wait until it's possible. Even though... <laughs> Even though as we've said before, karaoke the idea of being in a tightly packed space with other <laughs> humans yelling at each other, uh, yeah karaoke is kind of doomed at the moment, so book with confidence.
0: do you have any more new stories
1: uh, I um well i I mean this isn't a new story that I found from Gama Sutra. Uh, but it is a new so- new story about Gama Sutra. Have you um, have you heard? Well, on I saw Twitter. You I saw? I did see on Twitter. Yeah. What's going on? Um, someone, uh, unfortunately, I don't have the Twitter thread to-, to hand, so I can't tell you who that was. But someone uh, graciously, I thought, delicately raised the point yesterday on Twitter. Uh, the, the name Gamasutra uh, makes them feel a little bit weird. Now, Gamasutra, for those people who are uh, are not in the video game industry, is the, how would you describe it? So I'd say it's the go-to site for the industry, for industry news. It's for game developers about game development.
0: Exactly. It's a game development trade site. Uh, so it caters towards the business of game development. It used to be um, the, uh, the, the website of Game Developer Magazine, didn't it?
1: That's right. And if I look at the front page, often uh, on One Life Left, we take some news stories from from Gama Sutra. And actually, we we have a really, really good relationship with Gama Sutra, with uh, Gama. We're on first name terms with them. And we uh, do the radio show at GDC with Gama uh, and with uh, Chris Graff, their editor-in-chief. But if I look at the front page of it right now, the headline news, Simon, the headline news on Gama Sutra right now is implementing ray-traced ambient occlusion in the Rift Breaker. okay, that's headline story, which gives you an idea of the sort of tone and why we don't take too many news stories from there. <laughs> uh, but if you're in the industry, that is, you know, that's a big story, it's big it's pretty, news, you know, interesting news. Um, but someone brought up on Twitter, they were like, "Does anyone feel a bit weird that the um, that the industry go-to industry site is named after what amounts to a sex manual?" <laughs> Uh, and and I'm, I'm... a lot of a lot of people replied, yeah, yeah, it is a bit weird, you know, it's it's a bit odd. A couple of people replied, going, actually, it's not actually a sex manual. There's a, there's a lot in the Karma Sutra that isn't to do with sex, and um, that's more of a uh, more of a point about you than it is about <laughs> people. Like, well, that's not really the point. That's what people know it as, you know, perceived truth is truth. Um, and then Chris. Chris replied, didn't he? What did Chris say, Simon?
0: He said that he's working on it. Uh, he's yeah. thought this for a while. He
1: agreed. Yeah, completely, completely. And then agreed. he put a
0: link to game developer position of the Fortnite. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Chris said, yeah, I, you know, it's, um, I mean, I thought it was the perfect response on Twitter basically was acknowledging that there is something weird about this and saying they are, they are and have been working on it. And it, it's clearly not a change that can happen like instantly. It's not as quick as changing a JPEG on a website. Um but they are they're gonna they're gonna redevelop, they're gonna rebrand, and uh One Life Left will no longer be working with Gama Sutra, but No um, <laughs> Not after uh, well, what we've found out. Well did you like uh, so see what Chris rebranded as in the tweet? I didn't know. Game effer. Magazine. I can't say that word because it's true, but the Game F word uh, magazine. That's not going to be the name, but it is what they had been (laughs) referring to themselves in house for some time because someone called them that in 2017. Um, So, yeah.
0: Well, I um, am ashamed to admit I had never connected the two. Obviously, I never. It never occurred to me. And perhaps that's because. Well, do you know, the, the most reassuring thing I got out of this after being slightly embarrassed, like, oh, hang on, oh, right, was like, there's always been some debate about how you pronounce it. Mm. And I'm guessing that if it was a, a riff on Karma Sutra, then Gama Sutra, because we some people used to call it Gamma, or what have you. And so mm. I'm like, crikey, we've been through years of debate about how you pronounce it, when actually... Because they've been modelling themselves on a sex manual, it should
1: have been obvious. No, but that assumes you know how to pronounce the sex manual. And actually in the sex I manual don't, community. I don't only know
0: how to pronounce it, Steve. I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, true. not true either.
1: <laughs> there's a there's a parallel debate where people are going, actually it's Kama Sutra. Oh right. Okay, well there you Maybe. go then. I don't know. <laughs>
0: uh
1: yeah, but well done to Chris and look forward to uh if you wanna if you wanna uh give us the radio exclusive, we would be happy to have you on the show to talk about that. Or well, if you've got any,
0: any if you've got any suggestions on what they could rebrand to uh maybe mock, um imitating other adult uh publications, then email team
1: at one dot life com. Is that it for the news, Steve? That is it for the news.
0: One life left, video game news with Anne Scantleberry, Barry, Barry.
1: Beautiful sunny afternoon. It's one life left on Resonance 104.4 FM broadcasting to you on a Monday evening, but recorded on a Saturday afternoon. What's the weather like where you are, Simon, in the shed? It's sunny but cold. Mm, here too, fine. but the weather's going to break this week, isn't it? Is it? Yep, yeah, it's up to 14 degrees next week. As the beast from the east too moved on, then or moving on. has it has and we'll be well into spring and, and soon it'll be april and everything will have changed everything will have changed we'll be back in the studio at residence of course you might not be listening to this as a live radio show you may be listening to our podcast which you can find at uh, www.onelifelift.com where you'll also be able to read the show notes written by phil our under caretaker and uh, on there you'll be able to find out the names of the music tracks we play in the show.
0: Uh, I was going to ask if we've got any other business at the moment, but, I mean, that's not true for anything that anyone is,
1: is doing right <laughs> now, is it? We're just sitting around, aren't we? There is no other business, literally or figuratively. I'm trying to... I'm racking my brains for things that have happened. I, I could tell you that... Um, in karaoke news, um, Taylor Swift released. Uh, I don't know if you saw this Taylor Swift album uh, news, Simon.
0: I saw some Taylor Swift stuff going on, but. Yeah, so know, she. I'm,
1: uh, I'm the opposite target audience there. She's doing an excellent um, piece of what amounts to large scale trolling. Someone bought her. This, by the way, is a barely related anecdote to Marioki but it is going to finish in a piece of Marioki news so stay tuned (laughs) Um, uh, Scooter Braun who's Justin Bieber's manager essentially as I understand it bought all of her catalogue off her not off her but off her record label meaning that this dude owns Taylor's old records and profits from them every time they are uh, performed or every time they are broadcast and this uh, annoyed Taylor a little. She didn't have rights to her her early work, so what she's doing is recording that old... re-recording that old material, song by song and album by album. Um, and she released the first of these tracks the other day, a uh, re-recording of Love Story to promote Fearless, which will drop on April the 9th. Now, how do I know it's going to come on April the 9th? Well, we'll get to that. Um... The track, uh, Love Story, is basically a note-for-note re-record of the previous version. Except for slightly better, it's just a bit crisper, a little bit more um a little bit more audible, you can hear the sort of subtleties of it better. So it's perfect, right? As trolling, it's perfect. Why would you listen to the old version when you've got this new, better version? And the theory being, let's see if this works, uh, theory being it renders the old stuff worthless. Now, uh, one of the things Taylor used to do uh, with her old old work is she used to have these liner notes and in a very teenage style she would bury secret messages within that. Uh, she would capitalise some letters in the liner notes and they would spell out notes to her hardcore fans who would interpret these, they'd crack the code and they'd uh, they'd feel like they were getting a message straight from Taylor. Now... What she did in the announcement is she did the same and the letters spell out April 9th. Oh. (laughs) Well, that was my first thought, Simon. (laughs) Because I'm often thinking, is Taylor speaking directly to me? In this instance, she was not. She was speaking to the fans, telling them the release date, uh, one assumes, of Fearless, the Taylor version. Um, I was disappointed it wasn't talking about the Marioki date. But I did think, wait, what if it could be (laughs) <laughs> so, I uh, took Taylor's text. Um, I didn't retype it. I used some OCR software to uh, to to uh, grab all the text. I corrected her erroneous capitalisation, and then I added some new capitalisation <laughs> in there nice. to say to say um, Feb twenty sixth, Marrioki problem was taylor hadn't thought to include an ex in ah. that original text so i had to change a bit of the text to talk about her exes uh rather than past relationships did that put it on twitter um got three retweets and seven <laughs> likes and who knows because i just said really excited about this embedded the image uh who knows if anyone even noticed or if they like me were just excited about taylor coming out with the a- new re-recording of Fearless don't know uh, took me 45 minutes 45 minutes for 7 likes and 3 retweets feels about right for me <laughs> given, given the amount of time I agonise about things to put on Twitter uh, anyway February 26th that's the next Marioki day and that is a good piece of any other business we will see you there at twitch.tv slash sing ECC, one life letters. We had one letter this week, didn't we, son?
0: We did, and you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bear a grudge because we're recording early. Normally, letters come in last minute anyway. They do. So, you know, I'm not gonna
1: read too much into this. No, um, I understand. People are in a rhythm of being Saturday afternoon. They sit down um, Saturday afternoon, or maybe even Sunday morning, with their papers. They do the crossword, do the cryptic, and when they're done with that, they're like, right, time it to write. To one life left. Exactly. It must correspond. Um, so, but what that means is, a week on Sunday when we re-record, uh, when we record on the 21st. Although thinking about it, might not be able to do that as well. Anyway, we will have enough letters for next show. Don't worry about that. But anyway, the one we've got is a belter a really um, good letter. Arguably, and this is not to speak ill of our regular correspondence, regular correspondents, but arguably the best letter we've ever received <laughs> this year.
0: Leo Harvey writes. Subject line: Letter bait nan feather. Dear team at OLL and SSG, he says optimistically. Years ago, brackets years, I sent in an anonymous piece of actual. IRL physical post to you you may recall an envelope with a badly drawn bicycle on it, you May need to mess with the bike show you share the studio with each Monday, containing a video game joke about Richard Dawkins, remember him and football, you read it out live on air and it gave me one hell of a thrill ever since i would meant to write in again but never found the time, sorry I've always considered myself a gamer and even wrote my master's thesis on the moral significance of video games, which was beyond fascinating and something I'd love to explore again one day, perhaps after another decade or so of evolution within the industry, just to see how things, how far things have come, or not as the case may be. As I've gotten older though, I've found I've had less and less time and patience to, to devote to losing myself in sprawling, all-encompassing open world time sinks that I'd have happily sat and gawked at until the wee hours when I was growing up. On top of that, I recently left dry land behind and now live aboard narrowboat on London's canals. And since I can't run a PlayStation 5 on 12 volts, and I've never been overly fond of mobile games or handheld consoles, I thought my gaming days were well and truly over. But with an extra hour on my commute, and now the proud owner of a laptop that isn't perpetually on death's door, I've begun to plumb the depths of my own nostalgia, playing games I used to play some 20 years ago. Games like Starcraft, Civilization, Claims Constructure, which never gets enough plays. Transport Tycoon, Broken Sword, Abe's Odyssey, and Exodus, and a bunch of other very personal classics. They can still surprise me from time to time, even when, and even when they don't. They're satisfying, therapeutic, relaxing, and most of all, still a lot of fun. So, what games do you simply keep coming back to, and why? Especially if they're not world-renowned, timeless classics or heralded as masterpieces. Quack quack, Leo. He then goes on to uh, list a few things that you needn't read out. We're not going to read out one of them, Leo, Um, but all is well with that. (laughs) Uh, He uh, adds, um, I I think I've been listening to you rattle on since 2008. Keep up the awesome work. I always enjoy listening and you never fail to cheer me up. Thanks, Leo. Uh, He adds, I work for Broccoli Brewery. (laughs) (laughs) I work for Broccoli Brewery. Clues the an email address, I guess. Uh, we've been doing home deliveries across South East London seven days a week since day one of the first lockdown last year. Let me know if you guys want some beers delivered and whether you'd want to give us a cheeky plug. No to the beers, yes to the plug. Uh, and then, finally he adds, I play bass in a ten-piece ska punk band called Just Say Nay. One of our songs is a long lovely letter to gaming to Kuo Mori, named after one of the colossi in Shadow of the Colossus. You said you were in need of music, with flash, sunsetting and messing up chip music. Feel free to use any of ours. Let me know if you want to need MP3s. Of course, we will do that, Leo. Well, that and has please-
1: sorted it out for you, hasn't it? The music you're going to pick for the show.
0: Well, not quite, because uh, I'm not sure when I'm going to stitch this show together and he's linked us to YouTube. Um, uh, he hasn't sent an MP3. I might rip it from YouTube. Who knows? Mm. Anyway, thanks for the correspondence, Leo. Thanks for listening
1: all these years.
0: Uh, what
1: game do you keep going back to, Steve? Well, um, there is a very, very easy answer to that at the moment. Aside from uh, Synth Riders, which I'll talk about later in the show, um, which I just can't stop coming back to at the moment. But that's more of a contemporary game. Actually, I suppose the one I'm about to say is also a contemporary game. Um, Baba Is You, which came out last year, was it? Or the year before? Uh, is Have you played it? You kind of... I, I mean, viewers will not be able to... Sorry. Listeners will not be under- able to understand this, but Simon just kind of sneered when I said Baba is You.
0: <laughs> that's kind of, I mean, it's one of those games that you lot love, and I just could, didn't get on with it. Did not really? get on with it whatsoever.
1: Oh, it's so good, Simon. So good. Completely brilliant. Um, and it's very, 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 very tough. And I come back to it every three months or so. Uh and play it again for a week and then think, right, I've had enough, I'll never get further, and then when we'll I come back a little bit later, uh I I discover more to it or I solve the bit that I was stuck on before. It's also really, really um lightweight, so it runs on any system. And um it's right now it's on sale in a brilliant itch.io bundle, which Anybody who is listening to the show, who cares about video games, should buy. I think it's $7, and it includes Baba Is You, which is absolutely brilliant. It includes uh, the latest uh, collection by The Catamites, who's one of my favourite video game developers. Uh, very, very weird stuff. At the opposite end of that spectrum, it's got Frog, Frog Detective 2 by Grace Bruxner, which is very easy, gentle, pleasant hour-and-a-half experience. Um, and it's got frog fractions as well. Did you play frog fractions, Simon?
0: I did not play frog fractions,
1: Steve. Do you know about frog fractions?
0: This is the first I've heard of it.
1: You should you should play that for next week without googling it, or YouTubing it, or Beboing it, or any of those things. <laughs> you should play that for next week because uh, okay, it's really will really I, interesting. Okay, will I like
0: it though? That's the question. Is it or is it like Badder Is You?
1: Um, I I. I think you will get something out of it. I, it's it's certainly not a game where you will... Uh, it's not a game that I could predict whether you'll like or not, I'm afraid. Just try it. Okay, um, I will do that for uh, you, Steve. It'll be my birthday present to you. Thank you. Uh, and there are a couple of other games in there as well, which I haven't tried. But if there are anything like as good as those four games, which are genuinely brilliant, I would recommend individually any of those games for $7.00. If the other two are anything like those, um, then I'm very, very much looking forward to playing them uh, as well. So, Babridge used my short-term answer for that question. Simon, what about you?
0: Well, the one I up until recently would always go back to would be the opening of Mario sixty-four, which I would basically use as a test to see whether the hardware that I had in my hand could run N sixty-four software um, right. effectively. And um, you know, hold I on, do... I've got a question. I've got a
1: question. Yeah. If you would, right. So you've got this new piece of hardware, and in order to determine whether it can run any N64 games correctly, you test Mario 64 on it. But that implies that that's just your quick test and that you're looking forward to testing something else. What is it (laughs) that makes an N64 emulator so necessary on every piece of hardware? Uh, Wanting
0: to play Wave Race.
1: Right, okay. So why don't you just which, test with Waverace?
0: <laughs> because none of them can ever run it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think N64 emulation has got... Uh, I mean, it has been a while since, since, I've, since I've tried it.
1: Um, this makes no sense. So <laughs> you test with Mario 64, knowing that most things can run Mario 64, so they you can escalate up yep. to, to Wave Race and have your heart broken again.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not hours of work, is it? If you you know if you if you own the ROM legally, which I do,
1: of course, several <laughs> um, times,
0: it on, yeah. But and and you know what? I I always thought I liked Mario sixty four, and uh-huh. and that's the thing, you know, it sort of bring me joy, and you go da da da, you get the the, the, view, the sweeping camera view through the castle, da mm. da da da, etc. You know, the first few uh, levels all great. Um, but <laughs> it was only after the Switch remaster where I progressed. You know, a lot further than I normally do with the um, the emulation test. That I realised that that I just didn't get on with it whatsoever. It was you know, <laughs> it was a game very much of its time that um, that I found really really fiddly. So won't mm. be doing that anymore. But you're right, Steve. I'll go straight to Wave Race. Go uh, straight again. to Wave Race.
1: I think I, I you've just said you've reminded me. I I often go back to Super Mario World. Like I find that really pleasant to just play in the background um, and just. Just, I guess, I think the thing about Mario 64 is, you're absolutely right, it's of its time, and the thing that makes it so fiddly is the way it treats the camera, right? The camera controls are are weird and awkward, and that's understandable. It was essentially the first 3D platform game, exclude some things like Jumping Flash. It's the first mainstream 3D platform game, and the control of Mario feels great, but the camera not so good. Um, if you look at Super Mario World, it really nails every. Uh, platforming system because it's building itself on on years and years and years and years of platform games almost like the zenith of platforming uh, certainly at the time and even now today so it makes sense just going back to that it feels basically perfect going back to sixty four it doesn't so much mm.
0: well, I hope that anymore. answers the question yes and thank uh, you don't don't leave so, it so much for writing yeah don't leave us so alone next time. Uh, so yeah, you've got everyone's got an extra day uh, from the time that we are recording. They, they don't know they've got an extra day though, Steve, do they? To they send don't. us letters. They and don't actually, we've just confirmed that right. we don't know we don't know what <laughs> we're recording it. <is>. So listen, <laughs> yeah. if you've got a letter to uh if you've got something on your mind, email it now to
1: team at onelifeleft.com We're back. It's One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, we're also a podcast, which you can find at www.onelifeleft.com. I'm really enjoying this afternoon recording, Simon. We should do it? Move. Let's move in together, Steve. <laughs> Into your <laughs> shed. It looks it's spacious. It's nice to see it in the light, actually.
0: Yeah. Well, I I look forward to showing you showing you it in real life. Um, mm. What you can't see mm. outshot shot there is a sofa, just enough for both of us, Steve. Really. Think. It's got an Xbox. It's got a Switch, and it's got my PC linked up to it. it doesn't have a PlayStation. It's telling, isn't it?
1: Mm, it is telling uh, for availability. If
0: for availability, I was talking to Sony last week actually, and they were asking me um, if something we were doing was supporting one of their uh, features on PlayStation Five. I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know. Mm. How would I know? <laughs> I don't. I don't know how these work on PlayStation Five because I don't have one. And, and, and did they, they bite? didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> I still don't have one. So this cry for help on a radio show where, you know, I'm showing off about the other consoles that I've got under my TV.
1: No PlayStation. What do I need to do? Dear Sony, at the moment, One Life Left, literally the world, world's oldest video game radio show. I mean, you you can't beat that. No one can suddenly become older than us, right? And until we stop... Which we're not intending to do. That's going to get a PlayStation. Yeah. (laughs) So you might as well jump on this old bandwagon right now. We do not have access to a PlayStation, a current generation PlayStation. We have access to all of the previous generations of PlayStations, but I don't know about you, Simon, but mine are in my cupboards, gathering dust. Mine's in my son's room. Can't, can't, can't deal with Sony's breaking news right now. So if you are from Sony, well you know someone who is from Sony, if I were you, get in touch with the PR department and tell them a couple of aged influencers <laughs> are awaiting, still awaiting their deliveries of PlayStation 5s. We'll do a PlayStation 5 special. Yeah, we would do, wouldn't we, actually? And we'll do it with beer from Broccoli as well. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, what have we got to do? We've done the news... We've done the uh, letters. We've got to do the reviews. Well, oh, I have
0: been playing any well, I was gonna say I haven't been playing any PlayStation 5 games. Um <laughs> Me neither. Uh, I, I am gonna cover what I, what I haven't been playing as well. This is gonna be a non-review, because actually my sort of day in my last in my previous week I've played more the spire. Um, mm. and I've um, I've progressed a little bit further in Cyberpunk. Uh, both games thoroughly enjoying I was hoping Steve to this weekend and this show in particular discuss Super Mario 3D World the re-release on Switch uh, accompanied by Bowser's Fury which came out yesterday now I pre-ordered this uh via the game collection um a store that I've happily used in the past um not just for their prices but also their excellent service where they often send you games before the street date and so I was optimistic that I would have um played uh, a fair chunk of this uh, switch version and been able to give you the definitive view um and the official 7 out of 10 no, Steve, that's not the case, because it arrived through my letterbox 20 minutes before we started recording. So it's sat there in my Switch in front of me, in the shed, um, but I've been unable to play it or browse Bowser's Fury, despite the fact a man of my means, my influence, uh, you know, <laughs> should expect. Why should I be getting games a day after they come out? That's embarrassing, isn't it? That is embarrassing. You would have thought that somebody at the game collection would have noticed that Simon Byron... I put a pre-order in. This is in, this was uh, in January. I, yeah, obviously. Um, it's February now. I pre-ordered it ages ago. Last month, I, I, they uh, took my money. Mm-hmm. But they waited until Thursday to send it. And it didn't arrive until Saturday.
1: So wow. I was never going to get it early. Maybe they're listeners to the show. And maybe they know that we record on Sunday. And they want the game to be fresh in your mind. <laughs> they want to give you a nice Saturday afternoon. Relaxing with the game chance to think o- think about it overnight maybe refresher sunday morning while you're reading the papers doing the cryptic and then s- straight into the show in the evening but uh, we've thrown them out by recording on saturday afternoon might not be that thing
0: what a very generous perspective steve what i want from <laughs> them if they're listening <laughs> is i want them to send the games early so i want yeah. that's what they did last year i got the outer outer worlds early I'm sure Burnout it was pa- the Outer Worlds. It was. It definitely was that one. Uh, okay. I got Burnout Paradise early. I wanted Mario 3D Land early. I got it late. It was the
1: opposite of what I wanted. 7 I'm out sorry. of 10. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I look forward to your re-review of that next week. Um, that game is quite interesting. It seems to split Mario players because I, th- I understand that people who are hardcore into the... The sort of Super Mario World um, 2D Mario platformers think that this is a bit sort of woolly. The control system isn't uh, quite there. Um, but I'll be interested to see mm. what you think.
0: What it did make me do is uh, recharge up my 3DS, actually, because I thoroughly enjoyed the, the first Super 3D World, which was actually right. in 3D. I might,
1: I might revisit that as well. Okay. Um, right, I've been playing Synthriders uh, more on my Oculus Quest 2. Uh, I'm thoroughly addicted to that game. I, I don't use that term lightly. You know when a game gets in your head and you close your eyes and you are performing the actions in that game? Well, when I close my eyes at night, Simon, uh, I am dancing to do a Leaper which I'm sure is what you imagine when you close your <laughs> eyes at night as well.
0: I've, I've uh, looked at videos of this. I, I don't understand how you play it.
1: Okay, so uh, you've played Beat Saber, right? Yep. So I've played Beat Saber uh, briefly as well. I think I talked about this on the show uh, before that I thought it was fine, uh, but it didn't really give to me the impression of dancing. There's a lot of wrist twisting and that kind of thing. Uh the difference between Beat Saber and Synth Riders is Synth Riders is dancing. It's very, very similar, Similar, uh, I guess, it gives me the feel of an old uh, uh, old rhythm action game called para, para Paradise, or even more so, Samba de Amiga, that's the more obvious reference point. Except for it's better, it's more accurate. You are holding these targets, your left hand and your right hand, which are a uh, blue orb and a pink orb, respectively, 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 Uh, You're holding those in the right place and striking targets as they come towards you. Sometimes those targets are yellow, which means both hands, sometimes they are green, which means you can choose which hand to use. Uh, Sometimes you're holding them on rails uh, to stay in the same place. Other than that, it's basically the same as any uh, rhythm action game or, or sort of like the, the vast majority of rhythm action games uh, from the last 10 years. There is a track and things are coming towards you and you're hitting notes on that track. The difference for me is where most games, most rhythm action games, even Dance Dance Revolution to an extent, are staccato stab, 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 stab hit, 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 hit. Um, synth Riders, once you learn to interpret, Uh, the patterns at least, is all about flow and moving in the uh, patterns and the gestures that the author of the beat is trying to get you to move in, which essentially amounts to dancing. And because of the blocks that come down the path, you're also encouraged to step out of the way, which means you're moving your feet as well. And you know, as I said last week, at its peak, and I never want to see video footage of me playing this game, (laughs) but at its peak, it feels like you are dancing, and it feels like you're nailing every dance move, and it's so, so, so satisfying. Um, Still a 7 out of 10 for me. That isn't the game I wanted to talk about this week, though. I wanted to briefly talk about um, Dyson Sphere Programme. Oh, wow. That.
0: I have it. what? The Steam Best Bet Seller Dyson Sphere program from China. Yeah,
1: it is. It's from China. And um, it's been compared to Factorio and to Satisfactory, um, both of which are the same sort of game. You land on a planet and you slowly mine the planet for resources and you build things to help you harvest those resources which help you build bigger components, harvest more resources, more complex things, and pretty soon you have turned your beautiful verdant planet into a horrible industrial nightmare space. But still, it's got all these machines running on it that you build and it feels satisfying. Now I loved Satisfactory, I've talked about that on the show before, didn't expect to, uh, but played it, really really enjoyed its sense of humour, its atmosphere and the satisfaction of building a factory. Exploring this world, working out where you place these things and connecting them together. Um, Dyson Sphere's programme is like a really really well built Version of those. It's somewhere between Satisfactory, which is first person and 3D, and Factorio, which is resolutely 2D um, and top down. Uh, this is uh, sort of you can zoom in on the planet, um, uh, but essentially it's third person. But I dropped out of it pretty fast. It's slick and it is beautiful and it is made by a very very small team in China. It's like really really impressive uh, for that, but it is clearly modelled on those games to the point that you can see the template. You can see the sort of ethos behind it of them going, hey, let's do this, but let's make it easier to get into. Let's automate some of the slightly more laborious processes um, and let's make it a little bit more slick. And it is that game. And I guess if I had to recommend one of those games to get into, maybe this is the starting point I would choose. For me, though, uh, I could see where it was going and therefore thought well i can either drop out now or i can drop out in 120 hours time when i've built this factory you know industrialized this world and kind of gained nothing from it which is slightly unfair because maybe there is a lot more to discover which i don't know about yet but it is early access and uh, <laughs> you know i'm certainly only going to play it like at one point so i thought maybe i'll wait until it's finished uh, and give it another shot then. Um, 7 out of 10. Nice! Done.
0: Do you think you'll go back to it or not?
1: There's so many games now. i I tell you what I went back to this week, which was Slay the Spire. Oh, yeah. Because of what you were saying on the show last week, and I thought, I'll have a go at this. And I played it for about 10 minutes, and sort of found myself filled with all of um the feelings of playing it before which were a mixture of like really enjoying this and also a little bit of dread of like not getting the right cards and oh it not quite working out and annoyance and irritation there and and obviously that dread is balanced with the satisfaction of ultimately defeating that right that's where the joy of playing the game comes from but I was like I don't need this and so I quit out of it and I feel that's what I'm looking for in games at the moment is new feelings, new experiences. Sometimes what I want is something easy to go back to, and that's where I go back to Babber is You, right? Something that's still offering me a challenge. But the problem with Dyson Sphere program is like a clicker, right? Which is my. Worst addiction: a game where you just click for twenty-four hours and you lose twenty-four hours of your life, and there is no challenge, but it compels you to keep playing. I think that's the thing. I think that's what Dyson Sphere Program is. I think it's a clicker in disguise. Like it's taken away a lot of the challenge of satisfactory. It seems to have done that. And sure, there's still challenge in designing your systems and and scrapping them and rebuilding them, but it's it's more challenge along the lines of um, the Sims rather than actual game challenge. I don't know that this will do anything. I'm not convinced this will do anything other than take time and leave me with nothing. And that probably, that worry is enough to stop me going back. But who knows? We've all got a lot of time. It's lockdown, isn't it? (laughs) Right. Well, what we don't have is a lot
0: of time, actually. So uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. Happy birthday for tomorrow. Thank you. Or Uh, yesterday, if you're listening on on residence. thank Thank
1: you. Happy Valentine's Day for tomorrow, Simon. Thanks very much, Steve. Um, Look forward to spending more time in your shed in the future.
0: Yes, please. Right, Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to residents for having us. We will see
1: you next week. Until then, goodbye. 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 Goodbye.